Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Beloved Conference, the whole theme and heartbeat of Beloved Conference was that the girls would know that there's a God in heaven who loves them. That um, when they understood that God loves them, they would then love themselves. Because the Bible says that the, the greatest commandment is this, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your mind. And the second one is like it, love others as you love yourself. And I just um, finished the conference with the fact that love goes both ways. And the reason we just pushed and pushed and pushed the fact that you are loved by God was so that you would love yourself because really the reason we're left here on the planet is to love one another. Because we want to go and make disciples and often we get it in our head that we have to have a theological degree. We have to have an understanding of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation and understand all about it before we can share the love of Christ with one another. And I just finished the conference by saying that 1 John 4 says that if we love one another, people will see God. And um, so when we, we talked about the conference being uh, finished and we talked about what do we do um, tonight, how does it finish, we thought we would continue uh, with that theme and just go through the fact that, again, we can go to conference and hear great stuff. So you can go to conference and there's, I've got to make an adjustment here and, oh, I like that and I want to apply that in. And sometimes we can get uh, the paralysis of analysis. And one of the keys that I've learned in life is I say, God, what's the one thing? What's the one thing? Because there's lots of things. I mean, maybe it's just me, but I, you can go to a conference and there's like a million things. Well, I need to do that and I can do this and I can make changes there and I can do this. And then you find that you don't do anything because it's too hard to do all of that. And so God gave me the strategy of what's the one thing? And so I was thinking, how do we finish? I know it's not conference, um, but we've had a great weekend, but all of us go to conferences and all of us come every Sunday and we hear the word and we want to make adjustment and we can all suffer that analysis of paralysis. And I just felt God say to me, Kath, tell, ask the people, what's in your hand? What's in your hand? And rather than getting all bent out of shape and all, oh, how I do this thing and how am I going to share the love of God with my family and friends, God's saying, What's in your hand? It's not as difficult or as hard as we make it out to be. And so I want to quickly look tonight at the story of Moses in Exodus. Because each and every one of us has something in our hand. If you're a parent here, you've got family in your hand. If you are a student, then you've got schooling in your hand. If you are working right now, then you have your career or your job in your hand. Every one of us has something in our hand. Every one of us has an opportunity that God's presented to us where we can do well and be faithful with what He's given us and we truly can make a difference in this world. I don't believe that to be just a catchphrase. I really believe we can make a difference. And that's why we left the conference with the girls saying, if you know how to be loved, you'll know how to give love. And so when, when we give love, because that scripture in 1 John says, if you love one another, 
people will see God, it's not as hard as we make it out. And the key is we've got to be faithful with what it is that God has placed within our hand. And so Exodus chapter 4, verses 1 to 5. And it's the account of when Moses uh, is in the desert. So Moses has left Egypt. Uh, He's been in, um, where's the place he's been? You know, when, with his father-in-law, Jethro, Midian. Yep, thank you. So you told you you don't have to know the Bible, all of it. <laughs> so he's in the desert and then God speaks to him in the account of the burning bush. And, and God says to him that I want you to go to Pharaoh, I want you to go back to Egypt where the Israelites are in captivity and I want you to tell Pharaoh that you, to let my people go, you're going to bring the Israelites out of captivity. So Exodus chapter 4, verses 1 to 5. This is Moses speaking to God. He says, Moses answered, What if they do not believe me or listen to me and say, The Lord did not appear to you? Then the Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? A staff, Moses replied. The Lord said, Throw it on the ground. So Moses threw it on the ground and it became a snake and he ran from it. Then the Lord said to him, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. So Moses reached out and took hold of the snake and it turned back into the staff in his hand. This, said the Lord, is so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. I believe that when we are faithful with what it is God has placed in our hands, it brings Glory to God. Verse 5, it said this. Remember, what's in your hand? The staff. And when he threw it on the ground, the snake, the Lord said to Moses, this is so that they may believe. And maybe you've been to conference or you've heard messages and you've said, yeah, but that's okay for you. I don't know this and I don't know that. When you're faithful with what it is God has placed in your hand, people will believe God. So therefore, we need to be the keys for us to actually be faithful with what it is God has placed in our hands. And I just thought it would be great to finish uh, conference and to finish Sunday night with just a couple of keys on how we can be faithful with what's in our hands. So the first key is that you need to see beyond the surface. Verse 2 and 3 in that chapter that I read says, Then the Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? A staff, he replied. The Lord said, throw it on the ground. So Moses threw it on the ground and it became a snake. And I love the fact it says, and he ran from it. (laughs) (laughs) To be faithful with what's in your hand, you need to see beyond the surface. You know what? God asked Moses, what do you see? Moses' response was a stick. Can you imagine it? Like, duh, a stick. Moses saw a stick, but God saw an opportunity. And you know what? We have to adopt the attitude of what's in, we've got to see beyond what it is we actually see. We are, too often God is saying to us, what's in your hand? And we get so bent out of shape, well, not much, or something I don't want. And we've got to start to see beyond the surface. You've got to ask yourself tonight, what is actually in my hand. And many of you may know the story of our son, uh, son Mitch. He was up here singing. He was one of the boys to boys. <laughs> and uh, Mitchie was born with no fingers 
on his left hand. When I was 18 weeks pregnant, they just picked up in the morphology scan that there were some issues there. They highly pushed us to terminate. They really went to town that uh, there were other issues and, you know, what we really should uh, terminate. And we decided that that wasn't even an option. No, thank you. Went through and it turns out that Mitchie was just born with no digits on his left hand. And you know what? Sometimes you can see that as a disadvantage. You can sometimes see that as a disability. But we've chosen as a family to see it as an opportunity. And when Mitchie, so I had to go to the hospital um, every so, a couple of months and the, the doctors, what they wanted to do was they wanted to take a toe off of each foot and sew it to his hand so that he could have a tanned. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what it was, but this is what they wanted to do. So they were pressuring us. All the time. So I would go in there and um, they would say, well, what about this and what about that? And we'd be checking it. And and then they'd say, okay, come back when he's two because um, when he's two, we can have a look at it again. And then, okay, come back when he's five and and doing this. And so when we got to five, they told us was the, that's the cutoff date. If you don't do it by then, then you can't do it. And so I'll go to the appointment. And I mean, I only went to the appointment because I don't know why. I probably didn't have to, but I just went to tell him no. And um, so we just told the doctor, we're not interested. We don't want to do that, you know. And the doctor says to me, he goes, well, that's not fair to him. And this is a five-year-old boy. And I was just like, seriously? Like, I know that you're a doctor and you're wanting to help, but I'm just like, thanks. You know, this is my child and I believe. So he says to me, well, you just don't know what you're doing for him and how that could stunt him and how that... And I was getting riled up. So the doctor throws a Lego block on the ground, right? And so Mitchie, with his little pincher grip, couldn't pick it up. So he goes, oh, so you know what I did? Because remember, it's how you look at what's in your hand. I got a Jet's biscuit out of my bag and threw it on the ground. Mitchie picked that up and shoved it in his gob quicker than you can imagine. <laughs> Said, point proven. <laughs> so I was like... You know what? We could have seen a disability, but we chose to see an opportunity. And you know what? This is what I want you to know is we have had opportunities. I had to go to the um, occupational therapist because Mitch just had to learn to do his shoelaces a different way and different things like that. And I was telling the occupational therapist about this doctor and I wasn't bagging him. I was just saying, you know what? The last appointment I had to take my husband because I knew the whole time he kept pushing me, pushing me. And we weren't changing our mind, but I said, Tony... I can still say no, but you come with me because you might have to snot him. <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously. And <laughs> so I'm at the occupational therapist and she says to me, can I give your name to another lady? She said, because I've just had the same conversation with another lady, a single lady who has same sort of similar and is feeling the pressure of doing that same thing. What's in your hand? You've got to change the way you see things. There's another lady that... Um, We've known for many years uh, in ministry. And I never knew she was born with a disfigured hand. And Mitchie was about three or four years old and we were chatting one day and she came up to me. She said, I just want to thank you. She said, because I've watched the way you have raised uh, Mitchie. I've watched the way you've spoken life into him. I've watched the way you've declared things over him. I've watched the way you've seen an opportunity. And she said, you know what? That has set me free. She said, because she was born with a disability, every time they would meet someone, her mother would draw attention to the fact, she would just explain that, oh, look, if you notice my daughter's hand, it's because this. 
And it built something in this woman's life that at 40 years old, she was just getting a breakthrough because she watched how we saw, instead of seeing a disability, saw an opportunity. We've never, I've never introduced Mitchie like that. In fact, I forget And I remember Sally Jones, because we travel, Sally Jones and Riley were looking after Mitch one day and they had dinner. So she just puts in front of him a schnitzel and dinner. They all start eating and Mitch just looks at it. And she's like, what's your problem, Mitch? And because at that stage, he couldn't hold a knife. He was like, well, do you want me to pick it up with my hand? <laughs> like, and, started, and she was like mortified that, oh, you know, because I obviously just cut it. But you know what? It wasn't a concept. She didn't think, oh, what do I have to do and how do I have to do this? And Mitch wasn't thinking... Well, you didn't cut it up for me, don't you know? Mitch was just like, okay. (laughs) You've got to see beyond the surface. Be faithful with what's in your hand. John 7, 24 says, Stop judging by mere appearances and make a right judgment. When you look beyond the surface, when you're faithful with what God has placed in your hand, God receives the glory. So can I ask you again, what's in your hand? What do you see when you look at your hand? Do you see the ironing or do you see the husband? Do you see the interrupted sleep, the sleep deprivation, or do you see the young life that you have the privilege of shaping? Do you see the housework? More skitties, I've got to scrub off the toilet. That's a Segway joke. Or do you see the fact you've got a roof over your head or you don't have to actually walk outside to go to the toilet or take a shovel with you to go to the toilet? Do you see the Brussels sprouts or do you see the fact I've got a meal to eat, young people? Do you see homework or the fact that I'm learning and getting an education? It's a privilege and not a right. We need to see beyond the now and beyond our circumstances. And what I see when I was uh, reading this and preparing and going through, I thought, well, you know what? How did Moses see beyond the surface? And the first thing I thought of is, you know what? He let it go. You know what? Elsa's right. Let it go. Let it go. See, I told Elise I could sing that song she did. He let it, I know, seriously, I'm devastated. Oh, I'll get to that later. He let it go. Here's the key. The staff only became a stick when? No, the staff only became a stick. The staff only became a snake when? When he let it go. God said to him, throw it on the ground. Can I say to you, with what's in your hand, God has placed something within your hand. But we, if you want to start to see beyond the surface, if you want to start to see beyond all this that I've got to do, you've got to let it go. Too many of us are hanging on to things and just like, you know what? No, I want it to be this way and it has to be this way. We're too busy telling God how He should do life. It's like, no, let it go. It wasn't until Moses threw the stick on the ground that it turned into something more. If you want to see beyond just the natural, you want to see beyond the circumstances I find myself in, if you want to see beyond and what the, into the depths of what God is really doing with what's in your hand, then let it go. Hand your husband, hand your kids, hand the study, hand the work, hand it to God, let it go. God can do a better job of it with you rather than you trying to do it on your own. Ask God. I remember hearing a story about a woman who felt, um, 
went to a conference, heard a message and thought, you know what, the orphans in India. She just And she spent hours on her knees in prayer thinking, you know, God, I believe you sent me to be the orphan, to go and see the orphans in India and, and make an impact. And she said she was praying and praying and the kid kept coming in, mummy, mummy. He's like, go away, go away, go away. And God had to say, ah, uh, orphans in India, what about the young life you've got right now that in opportunity to shape? And again, I'm pushing that because we have this concept that we've got to do this or do that to make great, grandiose plans for God. But you know what I said last night? Love one another. If you love one another, people see God. If you're faithful with what it is that God's placed in your hand, it speaks. It brings glory to God. People believe there is a God. And so we've just got to let it, stop trying to tell God how to do it. Let it go into His hands and He'll turn your staff into a snake rather than us trying to beat it into a snake. Too many of us are trying to beat it into what we want rather than just, I'm just going to let it go. God, you know better. And if you know better, you'll see it to completion. Um, I have to let you in on a little secret. We talk about let it go. And I shared it with the girls yesterday. But part of our Segway conference is we always have a gift moment. So we always like to present the girls with a gift, something that just reminds them about the theme of the conference, what it is we're doing. So it was about being beloved and God loves you. And so several months ago, um, I found the gift. This is it. This is the Beloved Conference 2015 gift. Had it all sorted, got it all ordered and paid for it. And they were going to be, the gifts were going to be in our hot little hands by the end of September which was cool because conference is end of October, plenty of time. So we had this all organised and then what we did, knowing what the gift was, we sit down as a creative team and we think about how do we do this whole moment and, and how do we honour God and yet so the women feel this and what are we doing? So we've got all these concepts of the items we're going to do and how we're going to do it. So it's set. I'm like, take a holiday. We're all right. We're good to go. And then we got a phone call to say that uh, the gifts will be two weeks late. 10th of October, they'll arrive. So that's cool because that still gives me four, two, two weeks, 14 days. Not a problem. On Monday this week, we got a phone call to say, um, there's a little bit of an issue. So I said, issue? And they said, yes, um, your gifts were coming in a container. The container left said country, but never arrived in said Australia. <laughs> So I said, what do you mean never arrived? They said, you know the film Madagascar? <laughs> Container's gone AWOL. We don't know where it is. And I'm like, oh, I don't care. And they said to me, you know, this is bigger than just your gifts. This is our whole product line. I said, mister, I don't care about your product line. Give me my gift. I said, oh, you don't get it. I've got 350 women coming on Friday. We've got this whole session. We've got it all sorted, all the plans. Everything's done, done, dusted, sorted. Get me my gift in a beloved, lovely way. It's like, because dude, no. Like, no, we've got it sorted. No. And they were like, we can give you a replacement. I said, you know where you can stick your replacement? In another container, right? Because I want the gift that I've organised, that we've done all our creative stuff around, that I want to do. No, give me my gift. So anyway, they sent us a replacement. He won. And um, I was kind of like, I was really ticked. Because I know, we've planned this, we've done this. This is what's going on. And then I just, God just said to me, would you let it go? It's a gift. 
He goes, I got it. I said, no, you don't, God, because I've got it. I've got it sorted. I've worked it out. We've got this song with this AV. This is what's going to happen. This gift and this is the message behind it. And this is, it's perfect. God said, let it go. Let it go. So I let it go. This is the other thing when we're talking about seeing beyond the surface is we've then got to let God speak into it because he threw it on the ground and then God spoke into it. So what happened with my gift moment was we got a new gift and then I was, it was Wednesday, I think, and I was just, after I thought, okay, I'll, I'll let it go. And here's the funny thing, until you let it go, God doesn't speak. So I was too busy being, and when I let it go, God just said, I woke up Wednesday morning and what the gift we gave the ladies was a purse, which it was a, it's a lovely purse. It actually is a very nice purse, but it wasn't what I picked. <laughs> so anyway, when I let it go, God says to me, Kath, what do you put in your purse? So I'm like, well, if I had money, I'd put money in it. I put my credit cards in and I put my driver's license in. And God said, do you know what? I want you to tell the girls. He said, because the driver's license represents your identification and your credit cards and your money represents your possessions or your provision. He said, you tell the girls when life happens, I've got their ID and I've got their provision. You know what? God couldn't speak into it until I let it go. And here's what, this is what I want you to hear. I said all that to tell you this. I received a text. So I explained that to the girls. I just said, you know what? And the next thing is, creatively got together. We could change things around. And when I saw how that moment went, I had to go, so my ways are not your ways. Hey, Lord, (laughs) your ways are higher than mine. Okay, I surrender. You got it. You did a much better job than we did. Okay. But this is what I received. I got a text last night. And someone said, I just want to say thank you so much for an awesome conference. By the way, you're amazing. (laughs) She said, I've been hunting for a purse for ages that fits my phone, my cards, that isn't bulky and has a zip section for coins. So I gave up hunting because I couldn't find one I liked and I figured I was being too fussy. The purse I received today was exactly what I wanted. So I'm sorry, not sorry, your first gift is lost somewhere. Because I love this one. You know what? We've got to look beyond the surface. Stop seeing the baby that I've got to get up to that is draining me, that is tiring. That's a season. But see, I've got a life to shape. God has entrusted me with one of His sons or daughters. They're not mine. They're God's kids. He's just given me an opportunity to invest and to impart and partner with. Stop seeing the husband that is, it's work and it's this and it's nag. Stop seeing the wife that's nagging me. Start seeing the potential that we've got together. The Bible says that if one can put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000. So you know what, girlfriend? We are making this thing work. Stop seeing, you've got to see beyond the service. God says, for I know the plans I have for you. I know the plans I have for you. I love what Perry Noble says. He says, we adopt a posture of suggestion, not a posture of surrender. I certainly had that this week. It's like, Lord, thanks for the replacement gifts, 
But any time now you want the others to rock up, I'm ready because that's the one I want to give. God says, not a posture of suggestion. It's a posture of surrender. God has a plan and we have a part. But we often want the plan and God to have a part. And it doesn't work that way. If you're going to be faithful with what's in your hand, you need to see beyond the surface. Okay, other than seeing beyond the surface, the second thing is we've got to stop comparing. It's a big one of mine and Marie hit it with the girls. But you know what? Stop comparing. Marie said, different journey, same grace. You know what? Stop. If you want to be faithful, it's really hard to be faithful with what's in your hand when you keep checking out everybody else's things that are in their hands. Just be faithful with what you've got. It's my kids. It's my job. It's my life. It's the vocation and the sphere of influence that God has given me. Stop checking out people around you and just go, I'm going to be faithful with this. I'm not going to worry about what they're going to do. If I can concentrate on my journey, I have the same amount of grace that the friend next to me has. If I do that, I'll start to be faithful with what it is that God has placed in my hand. Holly Wagner says, Each of us has a unique role to play in this time in history and we will play it only by being comfortable in our own skins. We all have our own gifts and talents. Stop trying to run someone else's race. Stop trying to grab someone else's gifts. You want to be faithful. What's in your hand? Stop comparing and concentrate on that. I always think of the story, you know, when um, Jesus is talking to Peter and he says, Peter, do you love me? Will you feed my sheep? Peter, do you love me? And he's feeling the pressure. He goes, well, well what about him? And I was like, Jesus, like, it doesn't matter about him. I'm talking to you right now. And I've found in my life, often if God's trying to talk to me on something, I say, well, 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 what about them? It's like, I don't care about them. I mean, he cares about them. But he's, he's trying to address me and it's human nature to say, well, well, them. It's not about them, it's this. What's in your hand? Be faithful with that. If you're faithful with that, then people will see God. So don't compare. The other key is you've got to deal with things that are holding you back. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 2 says, Now it's required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. You want to be faithful with what's in your hand? Then just deal with the things that are holding you back. Deal with the fear, deal with the insecurity, the laziness, the selfishness. I mean, Moses was afraid. He just said, well, God, what if they don't believe me? That's what he says to God. What if they don't believe me? He's seen, he's thrown his staff on the ground. It's turned into a a stick, a snake. He's like, but what if they don't believe me? He was afraid that he wasn't eloquent enough. Oh, but I'm not wise of speech. I'm not this, I'm not that. He had all the excuses. In fact, he went as far as to say further on in that chapter, he said, he begged God, please send someone else. Please send someone else. Please don't send me. You have got something in your hand and we have to get to that point where we stop saying, but I don't want that. Send someone else. God's placed something in His hand. He's equipped you to be able to do what you need to do with that in His hand. We've just got to deal with the things that are holding us back. Deal with the fear. Joyce Meyer says, fear is false evidence appearing real. Joyce Meyer also says, step up and do it afraid. I love the fact that these women come up here. That's why I let you know it's not so easy. I mean, Amelia was literally shaking. Just, it's not easy, but you know what? You step up, you do it. If she put into practice the breakthrough that she declared that she'd had, we just saw a live demonstration of it. How to be faithful is you deal with the things that are holding you back. 
And this is what I love. Because further on it goes in that chapter. So Moses has just said, no, no, not me. I don't want to do it. Please send someone else. And this is why I love what God did. God sent a helper. He said, you know what? Your brother Aaron, he's a good speaker. He'll go with you. But this is what God said. He said, he will be your mouth. It will be like you speaking. He said, but Moses, take your staff and hold it in your hands. So possibly it's like, oh, I'm a little bit scared of what's in my hand and dealing with it. I believe if you step out, you start dealing with the things that God, God will send helpers, but it's still gonna be what's in your hands. It's your staff and it's your hands. So God will send helpers to come alongside and help you. But remember, it's mine. It's what God's placed in my hand. If I'm faithful with that, then people will see God. Deal with whatever is holding you back. And as the band come back up, The final key, remember we're talking about how do you be faithful with what's in your hand, is you've just got to say yes to God. I say all the time, I'm only here because I said yes to God. I didn't desire this. I haven't asked for this. I often feel that I'm unequipped, that there are plenty of other people who are way better and would do a much better job. But God placed this in my hand and I have to be faithful with what He placed in my hand. And so I've had to, the very things I'm talking to you about, I've had to not compare. I've had to not look at what others are doing. I can look to learn and think, actually, no, I can improve myself here and that, but I don't look to others to try to be like them. And I've just had to say, God, you've placed Victory Church at this time in this season in my hands. And I need to be faithful to that, which means I need to deal with the things that are holding me back, the fear of doing that, the insecurity, the backing off. I've just had to say yes. So when God said, well, will you do this? I've had to say yes. Just say yes to God. Be faithful with what's in your hand. You know what, Mum? It's a short season of having little ones. It's a short season of them being uh, fully and wholly dependent on you. And you can get wrapped up and caught up in that short season and so focused on that. But you just got to understand, you know what, well, huh? it's what's in my hand. I have an opportunity here to shape a life, shape a destiny, speak life into them. Mitch was up here singing and doing that. Our son Mitch has one of the most um, self, what do you call that? Self-aware, um, not awareness. Yeah, like self-confidence. Like just, I'm like, whose child are you? <laughs> like, he's got all this self-confidence going for him. And I believe that's because of what we've invested into him. Just told him, you know what? You can do this. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing. Yes, you're a little bit different, but hey, everybody's different. Everybody's got something and we've invested and, and spoken over him. I see it. I, was, I believe we've been faithful with what was in our hands. I could have looked at that and said, well, God, why me? God, why us? What's going on here? But we were able to look at that and say, you know what? I've got an opportunity here. I can shape a young life. You're not a victim. I mean, Mitch is so uh, comfortable with this. He went to, I think it was kindy or one of the schools and he'll hate me for uh, embarrassing him. And he got his hat. I got there, aren't you? <laughs> Come here. Come and show you. You remember what I'm going to say? Do you know the story? The hand. Look, healed. Do you remember that? You're going to do that? Go on, show us what you did. Oh. 
You don't want to? Oh, hey? No. Hey? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll just tell you anyway. <laughs> this is what he did. He's at school and he had his hand with no fingers in, right? And he puts them behind his hair, behind his hat and his, and his good hand. And he pulls out the hand with no fingers. He goes, look. And he puts it in here. And then he goes, I'm healed. <laughs> and I was just like, how cool is that? Is there someone who's confident? Because you know what? We were faithful with what's in our hand. We just said to him, you know what, dude? So what? So what? That's not a restriction to you. He plays the guitar. He does all these things. Why? Because somebody was faithful with what's in their hand. You want to make a difference in this world? Be faithful with what's in your hand. You've got a job. It's a field. It's a mission field. It's an opportunity. It's a sphere of influence. Be faithful with what's in your hand. You can go to work miserable. You can go to, I hate this job. Or you can go to work and say, God, what have you got for me today? Who am I going to speak to? What smile can I give that's going to change a person's life? What conversation can I have? You go to the same supermarket every day, Mum, and you're thinking, I hate going shopping. I hate doing this. Or you can go with the opportunity saying, you know what? That girl I see every week. I'm going to strike up a conversation. Oh, she's looking a bit down today. Oh, maybe I can get in there. It doesn't have to be, I've got to sit down with a Bible reference. I've just got to show the fact I love. If I'm faithful with what's in my hand, it brings glory to God. Be faithful with what's in your hand. Simply say yes. You know what, God? I'll do that. I'll smile at the checkout girl. I will invest in my kids. It's just a season. For those of you with teenagers, you know, people hear all the stories of, oh, no, teenagers. You know what? We've looked forward to our kids becoming teenagers. It's been amazing. It's like great. It's like cool. I feel like the years we've invested in these young kids and looking after them, now I've got, I'm still their parent, but I've got friends. Be faithful with what's in your hand. What is it God is asking you to say yes to? conference, I believe, was amazing. Hearing the testimonies of many of the girls and some of the things that took place, there were some great breakthroughs. But it's not about the breakthrough, it's about breaking free. And when you're finding, okay, what is the one thing I want to leave you with tonight? The one thing is, what's in your hand? Can you answer God? Are you going to answer God, it's just a staff? Or are you going to look at God and say, God, I see a staff, but I know if I let it go and let you speak into it, if I see beyond just the staff, this could be anything. And you can look in your hand and say, I see a baby that wakes me up five times a night, or I see a future world changer. I see someone who could bring thousands to Christ. I see someone who could go on and pioneer a new medical breakthrough. I see someone who can get married and just raise a loving family. I see someone who can just make a difference by loving you. I see someone I can speak life and destiny into. You can look at your job and say, oh, what's the point? Or you can look at your job and say, you know what? There's an opportunity here for me. Will you be tonight faithful with what God has placed in your hands? Because Matthew 25 verse 21 says, to the servant who was given the money and he went and invested and and made more. It says, you have been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. When you're faithful with what's in your hand, God can open bigger doors. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you. I'm going to hand back to Chris.
Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au. 